Hey guys, welcome back to the Missouri Basketball Podcast. This is Reed Catellis, joined again by Connor Worley and David Sack. It's episode two, and we're going to give a few takeaways from Missouri's 71-56 win over Xavier on Tuesday, as well as preview the Bragg and Rights game Saturday between Missouri and Illinois. But first, we're going to start with a trivia question as usual. Missouri has lost five straight games against Illinois. Their last win came December 22nd, 2012. Who led the Tigers in scoring that game? So we'll circle back to that at the end of the podcast. And now we're going to move on to our quote. This one comes from Jeremiah Tillman, who scored a career-high 23 points in Missouri's win over Xavier on Tuesday. Man, I hope so. Yeah, um, I can shoot. You know y'all, y'all know that, but I mean, I ain't gonna force nothing though. I ain't gonna come down the court and just say forget the play and just shoot it. Only how I'm gonna shoot is if I'm wide open, my my feet set. So that was Jeremiah Tillman on his three point shooting or lack thereof, and it's a perfect segue into our look back at Tuesday's big win over Xavier. And of course, for our stud. Jeremiah Tillman is the obvious choice after his career night, 23 points, 10 rebounds, shot 10 of 15 from the field. I mean, guys, what can you say about a performance like that? Well, I was really impressed by his offensive output in the game, especially inside. They weren't double teaming him as much as other teams have this season, but whenever he got the ball, he was definitely making the most of his opportunities down there. Yeah, I think this is the first game that we've seen Jeremiah Tillman really active throughout the entire game. It's kind of fitting because that was the, the most complete game we've seen Missouri play. You know, both halves, they were pretty good. And Tillman was active throughout. He didn't disappear like he sometimes does. 10 of 15 is obviously great, and it was just really impressive. And a lot, of, a lot of those layups were difficult shots, too. I wrote mm-hmm. about it a little bit, but he seemed to be, like, uh, like twisting his body on a few of those reverse layups, and they just kept going in. And also, the finger roll he had where it just bounced off the back of the rim and went in seemed to be, like, everything that could go in was going in for him. No question. His post moves look great. He showed uh, a tremendous array of them. And, you know, he enjoyed a nice size advantage on uh, Tyreek Jones, Xavier's starting center. He had an inch and 17 pounds over him. And then moving on to their backup center, Zach Hankins, uh, that Xavier's backup center. Hankins bigger than Tillman, but Hankins is a grad transfer from Ferris State. That's a top Division II program. But at the end of the day, Jeremiah Tillman's aren't down in Division II. Yeah, and Tillman really made a statement from the get-go in, in the Xavier game. You know, he scored Missouri's first points on Missouri's first possession. It was that and one where he finished, mm-hmm. he bullied the other guy in the paint, finished with an and one. And then he got another one just a few minutes later. And that's what really, really kind of spurred the 17-0 run that gave Missouri the win. And yeah. yeah, he had the first bucket whenever they got back on that run, too. So along with that and the and one, he was a big part of that 17-0 run they had. And yep. then I think he's also a big part of maintaining that lead in the second half because Xavier was so focused on him that it helped other people distribute the ball and help other guys on the team get some looks. Right, and let's take a second to talk about Tillman's free throw shooting. Cause Dave and I, David, you and I talked about this during the game, but he went three of four on Tuesday night, and he's been a, he's been shooting great from the line all season, which has been maybe his biggest improvement from last season to this season. It's been a revelation. There's no question about it. I, I'm not sure if in my 21 years of watching basketball, I have ever seen a player make an improvement in one off season like this on free throw shooting, uh, a big thing to see if he can keep that going the rest of the year. Yeah, he shot 52% last year. 
on 76 attempts, and he's shooting 71% on 31 attempts, which is Incredible. monumental. That's a big help from his And I think another highlight that wasn't keyed on as much was he had only three personal fouls this game yep. and zero in the entire first half. And obviously that's going to be something to watch for him throughout the season to see if he can maintain that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think with Tillman, a lot of, like a lot of times he'll have a game with like twelve points, but there's always something you can point to that, that that wasn't great. You know, he had fouls, he kind of disappeared in the second half, something like that. This was really just a complete game, and you can't complain about anything from him on Tuesday night. No question. So with that, we're going to move on to our one dud, and given even taking away a dud from the Xavier game is might be unnecessary because it was such a complete game for Missouri, and they played really well, but. They did sort of stop playing great defense late in the second half. By that time, the game was mostly over, but they should not have won that game by 15 points. They were up over a 20-point lead for much of the game. So what did you guys see? Well, after the game, Conzo was not happy about that. Um, I think that he felt that the team almost stopped playing to an extent. I think he said what he said exactly was that they were just focused too much on being way ahead. I mean, they got that lead got as high as, what, 28 points? I mean, 29. I mean, it was just... It was complete domination. Uh, they should have won the first half by more than a point. But at the end of the day, it's hard to find a dud in a game like this. Yeah, I think it was just the classic case of playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And I think they knew they had like that 28-point lead. And so yeah. they were just so focused on that and coasting the rest of the way instead of just getting doing what they were doing in the first half and repeating it. And I think that's sort of the inconsistencies we've seen with this team so far this year. They'll have great stretches, like 17-0 run and everything that they were doing in the first half. And then they'll just make certain decisions that you question and leads to like a poor opening in the second half. Luckily, yep. it didn't come back to hurt them this time, but in other games, it probably will. Yeah. And one thing you can't forget is in that second half, they they got five fouls in what, like the first three minutes. So they had to play the whole second half kind of in foul trouble. They ended up with 10 fouls in the half. And that might have contributed, it might not have, but... I mean, it's really hard to complain about Missouri's performance. Yeah, so I think the big question coming out of this game is, does this change your outlook at all for what this team can do this season? Um, I think that it doesn't change my outlook, but it certainly reaffirms what I thought about this team. Uh, since Jonte went down, I sort of viewed these guys as an NIT bubble team. I think that they're going to spend all year sort of looking to get into the NIT. And... NIT teams play really well sometimes. They play really poorly sometimes. We've seen both those from Missouri this year, and uh, I think this was an example of what happens when they're all playing really well and on point. Yeah, for me, after that Iowa State loss on, on November 9th where they lost by 17 points, you know, that was the first time we really saw this team, this team's weaknesses without Jonte Porter. And I thought, you know, we're headed for a sub-500 sub year. It's not going to be a great year for the Tigers, but... They've really bounced back. They're seven and three. They've had a really a few quality wins over UCF, um, now Xavier, and obviously I don't think this is going to be a tournament team. If they played like they did Tuesday night, they would be a tournament team, but I don't see that happening. But they really gave me confidence ahead of the Illinois game. This could be a team that might finish above five hundred and could do some damage in the SEC tournament. Yeah, I still think their ceiling is in IT. Uh, I had them pegged as a 500 team going into the season, especially after Jonte got hurt. And while this is a quality win for them, uh, the Xavier team has proven that they're not like the Xavier teams of the last few years. So I don't know how much credit we can give Mizzou until we see, really see them play Tennessee like on, in the beginning of January and other SEC competition. Because I think once they get to that point in the season, it's 
really going to show that they're maybe not as good as these last few wins have indicated. Yeah, I think the big thing with this team that you need to see throughout the year is improvement. You know, you need to see mm-hmm. a building of something towards next year. It's a young team. And look, there's no question, this team has grown since we saw them at the Hilton Coliseum a month ago. There's, there's no question about it. It's a better team now than it was then. Yeah, and even though Saturday's game will be big, just because it's bragging rights, Illinois is not a great team. We'll talk about that in a second. I mean, the first real true test that Missouri's going to face against a really good team will come against Tennessee on January 8th. And that's really when we're going to see truly what kind of team this is. But so far, they've been good. They've just straight up been good. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and take a look ahead to the Bragg Knights game Saturday between Missouri and Illinois. Uh, like we said, Missouri has lost five straight to Illinois. Last win came December 22nd, 2012. Um, they played last year, and Missouri lost 70-64, to 64, though that game was more of a blowout than the scoreboard says. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, Illinois is 4-7 and seven on the year. Ken Palm has them ranked 97th, whereas Missouri is 84th, and... They did lose to Xavier by 11, the team that Missouri beat handily on Tuesday. What do you guys see from the Illini? Uh, and looking at uh, Illinois' schedule, they have another common opponent as well. They also played Iowa State in Maui. They didn't do very well there. They lost by 16. Uh, I mean, it's been a rough year for Brad Underwood and his group in Champaign. I mean, their best performance actually came in a loss. It was a six-point loss in Maui to number three, Gonzaga. That's their best performance of the season. Their best win of the season is a three-point home win over a UNLV team that lost to Loyola Marymount. I mean, <laughs> this is not a very strong Illinois team. There's no question that a, a, a win has to... They, Missouri has to come out of there with a win. And they're going to be down a few players going into Saturday. They mm-hmm. had a freshman, Tevian Jones, who's been suspended for undisclosed reasons. And they have another freshman, Anthony Higgins, that is still yet to be cleared from a foot surgery that he had in the offseason. So I know we focus a lot on like issues Mizzou has and everything, but there's also other teams that are dealing with their own problems. In Illinois, like you said, three and seven or four and seven right now. And uh, I don't expect them to come into St. Louis and uh, beat Mizzou. Obviously, there's going to be some added juice because it's a rivalry game, mm-hmm. but I just don't see how they're going to be able to compete. Yeah, just to give you a feel for how they've done in the Big Ten so far, they lost in Nebraska 75-60 to in Lincoln, and then their next game they lost by 10 points to Ohio State. Um, this is just not a very frightening team. Missouri, like you, you guys said, they should leave St. Louis with a win. And, yeah, and another thing about this game is, David, you said that Tillman had a high advantage in their win over Xavier. It looks like Tillman's going to have that again. The tallest starter in Illinois is 6'9", and <clears throat> Tillman is, is 6'10", so he's going to have that advantage again. And they do have a seven-footer who comes off the bench in Adonis De La Rosa, but he really plays less than 10 minutes a game, and we saw the way that Missouri handled Taco Fall, who played for UCF. So I think I think the big guys shouldn't have too hard of a time down low. Yeah, De La Rosa in the 2016-17 season at Kent State uh, averaged 3.7 points and 3.7 rebounds. Not much of a threat there. And I don't even know if the height advantage is much of a concern as seeing if Brad Underwood is going to double Tillman mm-hmm. like teams have early this season because mm-hmm. now that we have a sample size of a team that doesn't double him hard, we're going to know we know that he's successful whenever he can get that single coverage. So it'll be interesting if Illinois goes back to double teaming him or if they're going to leave him uh, with one guy under the <clears throat> basket. 
I really can't imagine why you wouldn't double team them. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really hard to figure. Yeah, but even if they do, you know, Tillman did get doubled sometimes on Tuesday night. Not like he, like you guys said, most of the time he wasn't. But when he, when he was, he even scored a few times moving around it in the paint just because he's really developed his post moves. And there was one play that stood out to me. Tillman got the ball near the left block and he got double teamed right away. And he just took a step back, kept his eyes open. And Javon Pickett saw an opening in the middle of the lane and just cut to the basket and Tillman fed him with the perfect pass for a layup. And that was sort of a perfect encapsulation of Tiger's great passing on Tuesday night. But if he does see those total teams, I have a little bit more confidence that he'll, he'll be able to handle it just because of the last few games. Another thing to look for against Illinois is their three-point shooting. Um, they've been okay from the, from the arc this season. They're shooting 39%, which is pretty good. They have three players shooting up over 40%. So they'll love, the Tigers will have that to look forward to. Okay, and that wraps up episode two of the Missouri Basketball Podcast. Uh, catch our coverage of the Bragg and Rights game on Saturday from St. Louis at Enterprise Center. We'll have some stories up on that. And to send you off with a trivia question, we asked, Missouri has lost five straight games versus Illinois, and their last, the Missouri's last win came December 22nd, 2012. Who led the Tigers in scoring that game? Your guy, Lawrence Bowers, led the Tigers in scoring with 23 points in that victory. Thanks for listening. <laughs>